Welcome to the Tub Talk Sports Podcast. Uh, boys, it's been a while. I'm your host, Donovan, and I'm always joined here with uh, Colin and Ben. And uh, before we're in this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about the NBA playoffs and pretty much whatever else is happening in the world of sports because it has been a while. Great, um, great, dis- great description. But I'm excited. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's jump right into it. The big one, the NBA playoffs are back. Hold on, Donovan, you forgetting you. something. You're forgetting something. I think Colin has something to what say. I'm forgetting. Colin? Sponsor? Oh, we have a sponsor. You have a sponsor. Ooh, okay. It's a recurring sponsor. Okay. Uh, shout out to our friends and family at Ament Engineering. Uh, specializing in civil engineering and land surveying, serving the greater Phoenix metropolitan area, all our Suns fans out there. If you or your business is expanding in the Valley of the Sun, you need to amend. Check out their website. Let me get the official website for you guys. I believe it's amentengineering.com. Uh, amen, I'm sorry, amentpro.com. That's A-M-E-N-T pro.com. For all our uh, Suns fans out there, I'm beefing with the Suns right now, but still got respect. All right. Thank you to our sponsor, Amen. Um, let's just get right into it. Yeah, and we are back. Yeah. NBA. I wanna first I want to start with what Finally. do you guys think of the uh, play in tournament, I guess experiment that took place in the middle of last week? What did you guys think about that? I I think I was pretty vocal on my opinions. I am not a fan of it um, because essentially now it's 10 teams in both leagues making the playoffs, which is now 20 out of the 30 teams in the NBA. And it's just, it's just asking for more mediocrity. And I just, in a sport that I think is kind of losing its – popularity and fan base over the last decade i would say i don't think this is necessarily helping it just by adding more playoff teams i think i think by adding more quality teams over the quantity of teams is uh the route they should be going well the bubble is or bubble Oh, what the hell? The play-in tournament is here to stay because I don't know if you guys saw, but the ratings were uh, through the roof, and that's at the end of the day what really matters to the NBA. Um, the ratings were fantastic. Lakers Warriors got the best ratings of any game on TNT since the um, Western Conference playoffs of 2019. Um, very impressive. And we knew that ratings were down last playoffs for obvious reasons, um, but still very impressive nonetheless. Uh, I think this year was an exception to what we're going to see from this play-in in the future. We're not going to get another LeBron versus Steph Curry, um, and we're probably not going to get uh, even another like Westbrook versus Tatum, stuff like that, Bradley Beal. So I think um, this year uh, – was better than it's usually going to be. 
even though we really only got one really good game out of it. Um, Warriors, Grizzlies was good as well, but I know a lot of people weren't happy that Seth Curry missed out on the playoffs. I just think it's a little unnecessary personally, but it's here to stay. Yeah, no, that that does not surprise me whatsoever once I saw the ratings thing. I know, Colin, and you and I talked about this last week. The fact that the the Lakers-Warriors game was the highest since the 2019 Western Conference Finals, that was surprising to me just because, like, that 2019 Finals Warriors-Raptors, at least I thought was a pretty good Finals. It went six games. There were some good games in that series. Well, so that that's where I slipped up on it. Okay. It, it was actually, like, on TNT. None of those games oh, were on yes, TNT. Oh, yes, you're right. You're, that's you're where right. I – No, you did say TNT. I just forget that the Finals is ABC only. So – I mean, either way, yeah, even without I mean, that finals, that, that Portland Warriors Western Conference Finals that year, I don't think was the greatest anyway. Like, Portland kept blowing leads in that series. So that just surprised me. And then, plus, I was just kind of in that bias thing. Like, I really wanted to see playoff Steph. That was really all it came down to. How, how he performed over those two games and two losses, like, I wanted to see that over the course of a full series. But I'll get over it. I mean, n- n- it's more likely, like you said – Teams as good as as quality of like the Lakers are probably not going to be back in it, so it's not really like one of those teams is going to come out as a champion anyway. So I don't necessarily think it's a big deal because like more often than not, you're not going to see a contender have to play in that game. There were just different circumstances this year with a shortened season and injuries, so I don't think it's going to have huge long term effects on future playoff runs for for especially big contenders. So. I, I definitely agree, though, that I don't see it going away after – unless the ratings were to significantly drop off in, in future years. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I mean, Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I am still a little – I mean, the Grizzlies, mad respect to the Grizzlies, uh, they did win game one of their first playoff series. But I personally wanted to see uh, Steph Curry after the outstanding season he had um, getting the eight seed and all, I wanted to see him in the playoffs, uh, see what crazy numbers he could put up. I was a little disappointed by that. And I know a lot of other fans were as well. Yeah. So I think we should just jump right into the series. Now, most teams, I think, have already played their second games, if I'm correct on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so – Let's just go series by series. Colin, you're kind of our NBA guy, so why don't you just go ahead and uh, start us off with that. So the first game on Saturday is when we started. The Bucks heat – I don't know if you guys watched this game, but it was just absolute madness. Oh, yeah. That was that was an incredible oh, yeah. game and, and one that could have gone either way. I won't take too long. I'll let you get back to what you were saying, Colin. But it, it was a great game, especially with uh, – Middleton taking the final shot for the Bucks. Obviously, Giannis is the main player there, but Middleton taking the shot. And then Butler and, and Bam really underperformed for the Heat, and that's one that they definitely could have taken had their stars shown up. Well, yeah, Jimmy Butler absolutely sucked hard in that game. The pay- They were wearing the mustard yellow Pacers-type jerseys, the Miami Pacers. Uh, yeah, oh, you, you took it right from me. I when I first turned on that game, I swear to God, I thought it was the Pacers, I, and I was confused out of my mind why Jimmy Butler. I had to Google to see if I missed some big mid-season trade, but oh my God, it 
it completely threw me off. I, the entire first two minutes, I was wondering where the hell Sabonis was. <laughs> I, I hate it. I, I don't know why they decided to break those out in the first game. It's very interesting because the Miami Heat can do much, much better than that. I don't know if you guys saw their uh, new alternate jerseys for next season. Did either of you? I did. Like- I, th- I think they're, there's, they're better than what we've seen. I'm just not a fan. It's Donovan. I'll send it to you. Uh, it's just a black uniform, and the number fo- the number is two different fonts, two different colors. Like it, the 22, they're both different colors. The I don't words, know how Miami, to describe. I don't know how to describe that font and color. Yeah, they're all different. It's just it's wacky. I don't they know. They could do much it's, better it's, with that color scheme. Don't they, get me wrong. I, I love me a good jerseys, but right now the NBA just needs to chill the fuck out because every team has 10 sets of jerseys and they play, like, what, normally in a full season, they play, what, 82 games? Yeah. So they have 10 jerseys that they're going to wear eight times. I'm sorry. It's just – it doesn't seem that appealing. Like, I, I like when I think of Heat, I still think of – the LeBron, D-Wade, Bosch, like power blacks with the red. Oh, yeah. And and it makes sense. Like, the NBA is going to pump out jerseys because the fans are going to buy them, whatever, especially the kids, you know. Um, but I think come playoff time, just scrap the little cute little alternates, you know. Agreed. Wear your standard home and away jerseys. Occasionally, miss- you know, I mean, I miss- the Lakers – Got their black mambas all last postseason, which I liked. I missed the heat of white hot ones. I don't know if you all remember that. They did a whole like oh yeah white hot thing and it's be all white. I think if you're saying like do the normal home and away and then break out maybe an alternate like that, like once or twice a series, I that would be my. But it's it'd be it'd be cooler if if they did a better job with some of the color schemes. So, I mean the New York Knicks. Their black jerseys, I mean, they love them. They wear them more than any other jersey by far. Every time I watch the Knicks, they're wearing their black jerseys at home, on the road. They love them. I don't know why. I love the Knicks, like, classic white unis at Madison Square Garden. I think they should never switch up from that. But I was watching the game tonight, and I just couldn't get over their black uniforms. Phoenix wore their black unis both home games against the Lakers, which also I do, I do like. I I don't think Phoenix has ever gone wrong with a jersey. No, they they're, have. They're, bring it to my attention. I do like them. I just I hate the always wearing black at home. Like, yeah, I, it throws me off. Not a big fan. It let us wear gold though, which I loved. I don't know. I just I I'm I. I have all sorts of problem with the NBA. I I'm I'm currently beefing with the NBA. That's basically <laughs> my state of mind. Understandable. But yeah, that game was so wacky. Get back on topic. The game's so wacky. Yeah, we got way off. Giannis, yeah, Giannis missing tons of free throws. I he was like six for thirteen something. Uh, Jimmy Butler shot four for twenty two. Um, but he did have, and this is the thing. They were playing great defense on each other when they were guarding each other. Bam was on Giannis a lot too. And, you know, a lot of good defensive players in this matchup, all playing good D. Final possession of the game, uh, 
was just wacky. Not last possession of a regulation. Jimmy Butler is dribbling the ball out beyond the three-point line. There's like three seconds on the clock. It's like, what are you doing? He immediately drives in just right past Giannis, gets the bucket. I don't know how Giannis let him do that. The blow um, by after- saved him for sure because that possession was heading south. And I don't know how – what Giannis thought Jimmy was going to do, but it, that, that, that made Jimmy look a lot better than that possession was unfolding. Yeah, I was rooting for the Bucks, but I was still screaming at the TV, what are you doing? Like, why? It's There's three seconds on the clock. Why are you I, – I don't know. It's whatever. Uh, Bucks won game one. They also just won game two. They blew them out of the building in game two. Uh, Bryn Forbes was on fire. Everyone was hitting threes. They hit ten threes in the first quarter alone. The game was over after one. Pat Conifton, five for nine from three. It's insane. The shooting is contagious. Uh, and contrary to what we saw last year with these two teams, Milwaukee is uh, has a tight grasp on the series right now. They're up 2-0 after only winning one game in the series last year. Yeah. I think I think for them I, winning that game one was huge because if they would have blown – especially a, a game that they – it looked like they had a lead going into the final minutes. If they would have ended up losing that game or losing in overtime – it would have been like, obviously I can't say what the players would have been thinking, but I just have to guess it would have been like, the, okay, here we go again. And I'm sure getting that game one win at home was a huge uh, momentum boost. And that was pretty evident with how they came out in game two. And it's, it's, it's going to take a big push out of Miami in, in, in game three because my, uh, Milwaukee has come out super strong. Yeah. yeah. I uh I unfortunately completely forgot to release my pre postseason predictions, so I'm gonna be uh as honest as I can be um when I'm saying these when I'm giving you my picks to these series. But I had at the beginning of the series, Bucks and five, and I'm feeling very confident about that. I had Bucks and six. I did expect Milwaukee to come out on top. They're just yep. so talented. They have so many good defenders. Um, Drew Holiday, such a big pickup for this team. And yep. the role players that no one talks about, the Bryn Forbes, the Bobby Portis having terrific season, P.J. Tucker. Uh, it's a completely different look than last season. And everyone always talks about uh, the Bucks don't have uh, – because Giannis, you know, he's not the guy you want taking a, a shot at the end of the game. They, Chris Middleton is that guy, and he just proved it on Saturday. He hit the game winner in overtime with, like, less than a second remaining. He had 27 points. So that is a big positive for them. They need a guy like Middleton to come up big at the end of games. Uh, and, yeah, I picked them in six, and they're looking really good. All right, let's talk about Mavericks Clippers. That's maybe the most interesting series so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's. So the Clippers were the four seed. The Mavericks were the five seed. How did they get there? The Clippers were the three seed for a long time. Uh, they were even fighting with Phoenix for the two seed for a while. Uh, Denver loses Jamal Murray when they're the four seed, I believe, um, and they still play well without him. They win a lot of games. Uh, lose to some of the better teams. They lost to the Lakers, Utah, Brooklyn, 
but they beat all the teams that they were supposed to beat and they maintain a good record. Then we get to the end of the season. We see what's happening with the Lakers. Everyone knows that it's like 90% likely they get the seven seed, whatever. Um, everyone expects them to win the playing game. So the Clippers say uh, we can either get the three seed here and potentially have to play the Lakers in the second round or Phoenix, or we take the four seed and play Dallas in the first round. So what they do is they tank the last two games of the season against Houston and OKC, who are the two worst teams in basketball. It's hard to lose against these two teams. Oklahoma City lost to like 21 of their past 22, and they beat the Clippers because they rolled out a starting five of like Luke Kennard, Pat Bev. Uh, hey, don't shit on my boy Luke Kennard, man. Luke Kennard, who has played zero minutes in this postseason so far. They paid him $64 million in the offseason. He has not touched the floor. That is insane to me. Uh, yeah, they threw out like Terrence Mann in the starting lineup. I, whatever. They lose both games. They get the four seed. They're playing Dallas, and they're down 2-0. It is the most classic Clippers thing of all time if they were to lose this series. Uh, the internet would explode, and Kawhi would surely leave in free agency. So they drop first two games at home in a dead staple center, hardly anybody in the building. Now they got to go play in Dallas uh, with – that crowd has probably 15,000 people, and they're going to be loud. I don't Oh, want, Cuban's going to get them fired up. Yeah. I don't want to undermine how good I, – I don't want to undermine how good Luka is because he has been fantastic. Who knows what would have happened in that series last year had Luka not had an ankle injury. But I think part of this is I just don't – I don't want to overreact, but I don't know if this Clippers roster is going to compete. You look at it on paper, and you see – you see Kawhi and you see Paul George. It's like, I don't, I don't love them closing out games. I wish, I, I Paul George is is not necessarily lived up to the to the what they they traded to acquire him for, and Kawhi has had struggles closing out games. He's put up great numbers, but him and Paul George have not been clutch in the fourth quarter. And it's just like, I don't know if there's someone on this roster that I want closing out games. Meanwhile, I would want Luka taking the last shot for the Mavs. Lakers, he have LeBron to take the last shot. All these other teams have – I know we've seen Kawhi hit that shot in the past for, for previous teams in San Antonio and Toronto, but he just hasn't had that with the Clippers for whatever reason. And I don't know why, but I just don't know if this I, – and I think you're right. It's like if, if, if this team can't get past the Mavs, I just don't know where they go. And what we said was when this team uh, all came together, when Kawhi and PG went there, we're like, this is going to be the best defensive team in basketball. They have not been that. They haven't even been close, especially in the playoffs. The defense has been why they're down 0-2. I mean, they – and you could say, oh, yeah, Dallas shooting lights out. There's nothing they can do about it. Dallas is shooting about 50% from three. They made 18 threes in the last game. But – I mean, they're just not making adjustments. Ty Lue is not the guy. I'm sorry. Doc Rivers was not the problem. Um, all the guys they blamed were not the issue. This team, in my opinion, I mean, Kawhi Leonard is a fantastic player. He's probably a top three player in the world. But I, he's, I don't think he's a true leader. I don't think he has a, his team. This is his team, and I don't think they're in the right place mentally. Paul George – 
is not that guy in the playoffs, uh, even though he did have 28 points. Where's the defense from any of these guys? You, you can throw all three of them on Luca. I think they threw Paul George on Luca. Luca was five for five when Paul George was guarding him. I think I saw that stat. Uh, I didn't see Kawhi guarding him down the stretch. They kept throwing Pat Bev on Luca, and it was barbecue chicken every single time. Uh, I don't know what's going on. It makes absolutely no sense when you look at their roster compared to Dallas on paper. But Dallas is a great organization. Luka Doncic is, I mean, absurd for what he's doing at his age. And he is getting some great support um, from the entire roster. They're all hitting their threes, and it is a beautiful sight. And I want to add two things, Colin, to two points that you made that I completely agree with. One, the leader thing with Kawhi, it is 1,000% his team. He's definitely the best player, and he's one of the best players in the NBA. But in Toronto, you had uh, you had Lowry, and that guy was, was the, the face of Toronto. And in San Antonio, you had Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and all those guys. And when those guys retired, it was finally Kawhi's chance to, to take over he missed so much time with injuries. So I don't necessarily know if he ever became that guy. So like, I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he's right for that role. I think you might not need someone as talented more than you would just need more of a locker room presence. Like Kyle Lowry was, I think Kyle Lowry's not as, as good as some of the players that Kawhi has played with, but he had such a presence. And I think that that's so much more important when you look at it, uh, bringing a team together for a playoff run. And then the other thing is uh, going on top of that defensive thing. When I was watching the, the game two between Dallas and, and LA, the Clippers rotational defense, the it, Mavericks were always making the extra pass and someone would just be wide open or have, they'd be two or three steps away. So there'd be time to get a three. That's part of the reason why they've been so good is because the, for whatever reason on defense, the, the Clippers have just done a horrible job rotating. You see so many teams that are so good at that and they can limit the three ball because th- everyone always knows where to move to. But you watch the Mavericks make an extra pass and someone is wide open, whether it be in the corner or and, – and, and I think that's one of the things that's killed them because there's, there's no reason that – the Mavericks have shooters, but there's no reason they should be hitting at this clip against some of the defenders on paper that the Clippers have. Yeah, you got to give a lot of credit to Rick Carlisle. And I think you're right about that Kyle Lowry thing. I mean, he was – Kyle Lowry is Toronto. He's always been Toronto. The city loves him. He loves the city. Uh, And he was the heart and soul of that Raptors team, despite not being nearly the talent Kawhi is. You're right about that. Uh, And we heard the stories in the offseason about the players not really, like, listen. Paul George is giving pep talks, and no one was, like, listening to him. They don't have a lot of respect for him, I believe. Um, and you, we talked about another advantage Clippers team had last year was they had a bunch of dogs on the team. Well, you lost Lou Williams, you lost Montrez Harrell, um, you lost Jamichael Green. Who are the dogs? Pat Bev? I mean, he is getting destroyed on defense. Uh, and it's I, I can't see the Clippers winning the series because they're going to have to win both at Dallas – this team will not overcome a 3-1 deficit if Dallas wins one at home, if not both. So they definitely can win the series, but it is not. They're in huge trouble. I had uh, Clippers and six to begin the series, so this isn't one of my uh, 
uh, favorite series going on. But, I mean, I'm rooting for the Clippers. I like Luka. I like me. I love me some Mark Cuban. So, I wish him the best. I had Clippers in seven. I'll admit that. Oh, yeah. I for, I had the Clippers. I thought this they would maybe get over the hump, and I, I, I should have taken the Mavericks more seriously. And I should have realized that. Maybe the only reason that Luca was able to be stopped last year was his his own ankle, because uh, he was he was putting together some big numbers when they played in the bubble, and if not for for an injury, who knows? All right, let's talk about Celtics uh, Nets really briefly. Yeah, there's, there's not so a lot little to talk about with this series. There's so little to talk about. The Celtics are depleted. I mean, because they lost Daniel Tice. Um, they have no bigs. They lost Jalen Brown. It's just ugly to watch. I couldn't watch more than the first half of the game today. 104-93 in the first game for Brooklyn. That game was close, but it was also game one. Game two, um, Brooklyn's more settled in. They yeah. just blew them out of the water. They had like a 20-30 point lead for a lot of the game. Uh, KD, Kyrie, and Harden haven't really played together all season, but they are now, and they are having no problems offensively, especially on the Celtics against the Celtics team. And yeah, I mean, there's not much to talk about. Yeah, the Celtics. Real are quick, no confidence about Jalen Brown. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say real quick. In Game One, the reason it was close is because, like you said, uh, Brooklyn had not played together. And Brooklyn was literally saying, okay, here, come take game one. The first half, Brooklyn just was not able to put it together in that game one. And Boston had the lead, but they just couldn't pull away because they weren't good enough. And I was like, okay, you had your, you had your 24 minutes to build a lead and figure us out. And then the, the previous six quarters, it's been, it's been not even close. The, it's a total roster mismatch. I don't it's Boston's been underperforming ever since they had that trip to the Eastern conference finals and Tatum's rookie year. So I don't, I don't necessarily know the, because they, they have great players. Obviously injuries are affecting the series. Jalen Brown's a stud and not having him hurts, but uh, we'll, we'll see what they, what, what direction they take in the off season. They need to get a big man. They really do. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm Tristan Thompson doesn't cut it. No. Um, I had uh, I had Brooklyn in a sweep to begin the series, so that yeah. doesn't look too far off at this point. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way to go. And the other series that I don't see to be too entertaining, um, not not quite as much as a mismatch is Philly and Washington. This one is always a little interesting because you have Beal and Westbrook. Um, they've been a topic of discussion all year long. Uh, and they've really started to get it going in the second half of the season. But again, uh, after seeing the game uh, today, it's I, I could definitely see a sweep in the series, if not a gentleman sweep in five games. It's another just strong mis- mismatch in Philadelphia's favor. Uh, this roster is very good. Joel Embiid was going to win the MVP is still playing at that level <laughs> you can disagree it's it is what it is it would have been a tight race uh ben i mean I, it, it's Jokic. we i think we all know it's Jokic at this point it, it is but like would have before the injury before the injury joel Embiid was the mvp please just uh, save your save yourself 
Westbrook, they... Westbrook sucks. Yeah, he's underperformed. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you really think they would have given it to a uh, three or four seed over the number one seed in the East had Embiid stayed healthy all year? East is weak. Oh, I oh, mean, please. right now, the the top three seeds in the East are are looking very strong, and there's no like clear contender in the West. We've known this. The Eastern Conference playoffs don't start until the second round. We knew this was going to happen. Uh, Russell yeah. Westbrook, the, he, he does this every year. Um, he's just not – he doesn't have the same impact in the playoffs as he does in the regular season. We're used to it. Uh, he's a regular season player. No disrespect. It just – it is what it is. He shot two for ten today against Philly. Ben Simmons has him in prison. Ben Simmons might be the best defender on the planet. Uh, and he had 22 points today, which you cannot uh, let happen if you're Washington. Uh, it's another complete mismatch. I don't want to spend too much time talking about that. I had uh, Philly in five, which let me say this. Let me say this. There was the video that circled the internet about the, the uh, Philly fans dumping popcorn on uh, Westbrook after the game. And uh, first off, classic Philly move. Philly is the worst fan fan in sports. I thought the same thing. Those goddamn scumbags. But uh, I'm I'm willing to put the house on on, uh, Washington in game three. I think Westbrook's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder. He always plays better with a chip on his shoulder. I feel like if they ever have a shot to win, a game in this series, it's going to be game three at home. I completely agree. I wish, Westbrook, I wish Westbrook could just go full on like mouse at the palace. Yep. It was dude, Ron, I was, I was rooting for it. It was Ron Big Arts Cat who, who made the tweet like every NBA player should be allowed to fight one fan per year, right? Donovan, yep. you, you would know that was him who said that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I would watch the NBA every night if that was Westbrook. With the way things go now, Westbrook would literally get banned from the league. Uh, it, that would not fly if not for the at least the entire next season. Yeah. I wish 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 it could happen. Uh, uh, I'm gonna ask this question right now. Uh, we talked about the three best team, the three competitors in the East. Who is coming out of the East? I'm taking the Nets. Uh... I, I like Milwaukee too. Actually, I like all three, but it's just I I don't see any problem with the Nets' chemistry issues. And I think even more guys on that roster started to step up too. And I'm just going to take – I take that that starting lineup against the other two. I just I, – I from what I've seen so far, and I know – I know Boston isn't necessarily great competition, so I shouldn't take too much from that. It's just I, I don't love I don't love Philly's kind of reputation with that squad and Doc Rivers and them going deep into a playoff run because they haven't been able to do that with that core group. And Milwaukee, you never know as well, especially because this isn't the same team as in previous years. But it's just I, I, I have to go Nets. Yep. For me, the Nets is the obvious pick, which as a gambling man means that I cannot physically take the Nets since everyone and their mom's going to be on them. 
So I'm actually going to go with Philly. And I think Philly's a very good defensive team. And if you look how they match up against Brooklyn, I think they match up very well. I think Simmons being, you know, a tall, uh, tall forward slash guard slash whatever the hell he is. Who do you who do you I have mean, him he, guard in that series? Sorry to interrupt you. I just, I would prob honestly, I'd probably have him guard Harden because I feel like most of the offense can kind of run through Harden because he's he can go for 30, 40 any given night, and he can go for um, 10 assists easily. Yeah. So, and then you could have a matchup where you could put Tobias on Durant. I don't think it'd be the greatest matchup, but I think it wouldn't be terrible. But then also, I mean, we've been saying it all year, and I think I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Blake Griffin, but I just I don't think he can he matches up well against a guy like Joel Embiid. He just he physically can't. And we already talked about how good Embiid is. I just think Embiid would do well that series. Simmons, I'll give a uh, big crap some big cat some credit. He 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 made a joke about Simmons being like if he's the greatest basketball player ever that does not know how to score. <laughs> I think it, I think it was game wow. one. He had six, 15 and 15, six points, 15 boards, 15 assists. Yep. That's insane. I mean, um, yeah. Ben Wallace and, has gotten off the game and he, he never knew how to score. Exactly. Did you guys see Thibault who had like four blocks and five steals or something like that tonight? Like very oh, limited yeah. minutes. Oh, he um, is terrific. Defensively. Oh, yeah. That he that roster's so probably deeper than the other two. It, just off the top of my head, if I'm thinking between them, Nets and Bucks, I don't, yeah, it's, and it's for sure deeper than the Nets. I love that about Philly, and Philly's definitely the best matchup uh, if you're looking at Eastern Conference teams to beat Brooklyn uh, for those reasons you mentioned. And I mean, it's it would also come down to like. Can Danny Green and Seth Curry hit their threes? That's another big part of it Um, because they're also just, you know, spotty at times or inconsistent, as all shooters are. Uh, You got Dwight Howard, who you can't uh, play against the Nets' traditional starting five, but when they throw in guys like Claxton, uh, throw Dwight in there. Um, That's nice to have. They have so many good defenders. You're right on that team. And Brooklyn does not. So – very interesting matchup. How are I mean, they defense guard, wins championships? How are they going to guard and beat? And if they if they collapse in the paint, it's tough because you have a Seth Curry out there, you have a Danny Green, you have a Tobias Harris. Only Ben Simmons could shoot threes, man. Uh, sucks. He said they could be the next LeBron, but he still hasn't figured out his shot. Speaking of LeBron, let's talk about Lakers' sons. I, I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this series first. Suns and six. I feel I'll bad stand for Chris by it. Paul. God. That's what I have to Sons say. Suns and six. I feel bad for Chris I, Paul. I slept like a baby last night. Like a baby I back bitch, huh? I slept like a baby. It was the best sleep I've gotten in weeks because Anthony Davis had 
in a, the, one of the best bounce back games I've ever seen after a horrible game one performance where he shot five for 16, uh, just didn't play any defense whatsoever. Didn't look like he wanted to be out there. And the media ate him up. Uh, everyone, yeah, he did deserve it. And it worked because he came back motivated. He came back aggressive. He, they lit a fire under Anthony Davis, which is dangerous because he came out and dropped 34, 10 and seven on the Suns. And he was the reason we won that game, along with LeBron James hitting the insane fadeaway jumper with like two seconds on the shot clock and hitting that three put us up big at the end. Anthony Davis hit a three down the stretch. He is uh, he shot two for four from three, which is huge considering how much he struggled this year. Dennis Schroeder, although he's a liability on defense, had probably his best game as a Laker. He had 24 points. Um, he was driving right by uh, whoever was on him at the time. Andre Drummond had maybe his best game as a Laker. Um, he was aggressive down low. He had 15 points, 12 rebounds. I feel like half of Andre Drummond's rebounds are just like his own misses. Yep. And that happened. That uh, happened. Yeah, fair. Miss like three. I mean, that's how I play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Frank Vogel made some good adjustments. Caruso's out there hustling, playing great defense. Marcus Saul came out. Uh, he was, I, I was screaming it in game one. Where is Marcus Saul? Uh, they had to get him out there. When AD is on the bench, I want Marcus Saul in the game because he is huge for the offense. He, I mean, he's not a guy you want guarding DeAndre Ayton, obviously, but. Marcus Saul is huge for us on the offensive end. Uh, we didn't see any Montrezl Harrell, which is interesting. Kyle Kuzma, although he only had two points, was playing fantastic defense. And, yeah, the Lakers really just got to get their shooters going. They can get KCP and Wesley Matthews start hitting their threes because I think they're combined one for ten in the series. Uh, they're, I, they're not going to lose. If Anthony Davis – plays like he did last night, the Lakers will be back-to-back champions. I just don't know if he's going to because he has been very inconsistent all year. If I – I guess – Sorry, I'll let you finish. I, I was just going to say, I guess that's what separates – Um, that's what separates a guy like LeBron from Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis cannot do this every single game. He will have off nights – um, which you got to expect with pretty much every superstar in the league is going to have an off night um, and you can't be too mad at it. So I don't know. I'm feeling really good. We're going back to LA now. I expect us to win game three and four. This is exactly how I expected the series to go so far. I think we're going to win game three, four, and then win in six. That was my prediction at the beginning. I'm sticking with it. Suns and six. If I, I learned, if I learned one thing so far in the series, it's that uh, campaign who most people know for his scooter picture at the Bulls media day uh, is is that oh, camp- yeah. campaign is is elite. So uh, that's got ejected in game one and then showed out in game two. So, but in all seriousness, he's gonna have to step up if Chris Paul is not around 100 percent for sure. 
Yeah, along with agreed. I, the whole roster is going to have to step up because it can't just be Devin Booker, who, who is awesome and had an awesome game one, and that's part of the reason why they won. But uh, I love I love uh, the Suns because Chris Paul is one of the most underrated superstars we've ever had in basketball. Period. End discussion. And it's a shame that he hasn't been on a you know elite level team that. I, I, I shouldn't even say that. He has been on some very good teams. They just couldn't get over the hump. Rockets. And and this looks like a year. Sorry. I no, was, no, you I, could say it. It's a shame he doesn't have a ring. It's a shame he hasn't won a yeah, championship. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Totally, um, totally could have. If he I felt very. In the Rockets series. Totally could have. Sorry. If, uh, if the trick went through and he got to play with Kobe on the Lakers. Yeah. All right. I'll stop. I'll stop interrupting Donovan. Fucking time. Anyways, um, I thought they were going to have a real shot at not only beating the Lakers, but actually going to the finals this year. Chris Paul not being healthy, obviously, um, isn't going to help them, especially in the series. Because obviously, you got to beat the Lakers if you want to look, if you want to get to the championship. But I don't know. Devin Booker, I mean, I saw, I saw this on Twitter. I, we've known this for years, but it still amazes the hell out of me. It's his sixth year in the league, and he's only 24 years old. Fucking blows my mind. I don't even know how that's fucking possible. Yeah, he is I, a he's a superstar. He's a machine. Aiton, Aiton's a, still probably two years away from getting that level. This Suns team is very good, and look, Booker can go off any given night. And yes, the Lakers do have very good defenders that can defend Booker. I just, I just feel like it's the time. Sometimes you just can't stop it with him. He hits some Kobe-esque shots over some of these guys at times, uh, and he does not miss a single free throw. He was seventeen for seventeen. That is yes. insane. He I honestly does think not miss. It. Whoever wins this series is going to be my pick to come out of the West. I feel I, I kind of thought that coming in, and I feel even better about it now. Maybe slightly less if Chris Paul isn't isn't completely full strength, but I I still, based on what I've seen in this series, and 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 me also not feeling great about most of the other West teams, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say right here, May 27th, my. My Eastern Conference pick is the Nets, and I will have my Western Conference pick in about a week when this series is over. Yeah, I didn't really talk about it, but uh, you're a fool and you're lying to yourself. You don't think the Nets are going to come out of the East because they are going to come out of the East uh, unless, you know, injuries. We'll see. They, no, we'll, we'll see. We'll, no, I, we'll I, see. I know. I, I get it from your whole gambling perspective. That's we not we so, get it. It's not we so get it. I'm going Philly. Look, look. I go, I go with the weird picks when it comes to basketball. You want to why? Because it's a weird fucking sport. All right. I, I Anyways, hate, I hate picking the obvious pick, but it's just like there's not yeah, a whole lot. Just, I and I just want to say the most reason why I'm picking the Sun is because I do hate LaFraud and that whole scene mm-hmm. in Game One with the. Uh, fake arm injury. It's just, it's the nail in the coffin. Why I hate. He almost I joined LeBron James. Uh, Eagle and Robert. He almost joined both of them in. Uh... <laughs> hey. Yes. 
Yeah. The Mount just, Rushmore of they are death. Like sports. They death. Are hey, Eloy, Eloy may not be dead. I've been seeing videos of him uh, post it for the first he's time. Dead. No, he's, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. I don't know, he's man. Dead. He's pronounced dead. I just in, that, in, uh, that, that Anaheim. Jimmy Cordero. Jimmy Cordero's Instagram story. Go check it out. That There's big cat video play. of the LeBron analysis on that play. Oh my god. It still has me fucking falling out of my chair laughing. But anyways, move on to the next series. Also, Jay Crowder is just such a pathetic player. Yeah, what the hell? What, why is he on the court? Seriously, what does he provide? He can't shoot know. a three. Cardio. He's not a very good defender. I Whatever. Uh, moving on. My – other than Lakers' sons, my favorite series – uh, is the Knicks and Hawks because the New York Knicks are awesome. Madison Square Garden was absolutely just rocking tonight. The fans there have been craving this for Almost eight years, something in, of that sort. Uh, Steve Novak Knicks. Yes, they need their playoff basketball. They finally got it with – probably the weirdest roster ever assembled. Julius Randle, one most improved player. He got the award tonight. Um, he's the leader of this team. Derrick Rose. Who saw Derrick Rose coming this year off the bench for New York? Where did he start the season? Detroit. Distance. Detroit, yes. And I, everyone was saying, got to get Derrick Rose out of there. Get him on contender. He gets straight to the Knicks. And what do you know? Now they're contenders. He had 26 points tonight in their win against Atlanta. Um, it was just so cool to watch. They struggled at the beginning. They lost game one. The end of game one was so exciting, very back and forth, and Trey Young shushed the crowd. Trey Young is the real deal. I love the Knicks, and I love seeing how much uh, Madison Square Garden was rocking. Tickets were going for like thirteen grand, and I already looked and fact checked this. You can get a ticket in Atlanta for Game Three for like under a hundred bucks. So that that that's a price comparison right there. It just shows you where the two cities are at. And also, it yeah. looked like the New York City was about to be set on fire by the fans, and uh, uh, some of the videos I saw after the game. But at the same oh, yeah. time, I don't. I think. I don't know if there's anything I'd want more than this game to go to like seven and in like game seven if after Madison Square Garden going like raucous all game, Trey Young hit some big shot. And then after all these fans would be like tranching that he's like balding and, and stuff like that. I'll show you like I could I would kind of love to see him like kind of shush the crowd and do something like that. I feel like that'd be really, really funny to watch because it's like there was they, they, they were the, there was the fuck Trey Young in game one, and they had to turn the music up so loud to try and drown it out. And then it's just <laughs> they, they have it out for him, the, the fans do in the series. Trey Young may not be able to set foot in New York after the series. That's same, all I have to same say. Same with the fan who wore the Carmelo uh, Hawks. Yes. Dude, Some that was so fucking funny. Carmelo Anthony Hawks jersey. That is ballsy. That, that is, is ballsy as it gets. I, I, uh, I, so that was funny. before the game, too, so we have no idea if, if that fan is still alive at this point in time. Probably yeah. not. For, for his safety, Rest in peace. For his safety, he probably should have taken the jersey off when leaving the stadium. We got we to gotta start writing 
uh, a list. We gotta make like a list of all the people we pronounce dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll just we'll throw we'll throw him on that list. It all started and, with Eloy Jimenez. And you're gonna have to open up a file. Yeah. We'll we'll uh, start making our, our Mount Rushmore sports desk. Very shared notes document on the notes yes. app. We got Eloy, Eloy, Robert, LeBron. See how many times LeBron gets on there. Hawks he died twice this week. There's some other ones that I'm thinking. Hey, no, 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 no. I poke was legit. Oh my God! Shut Draymond up. dug his fingers into his eyes. Oh uh, yeah. The we can add Nico Horner to the list as well. The New York Knicks were down 15 points tonight, and they were able to overcome it. Uh, RJ Barrett is also just one of the best young players in the league. He uh, has taken a big step this year in year what is this year two now uh love to see that i have to sorry i just can't i can't believe i didn't mention him sooner shout out alec burks people are gonna forget how amazing he was in game one because they lost but he was the reason they almost won yeah and i mean it's just this team is so weird and they're so easy to root for uh Led by Julius Randle and Derrick Rose, so easy to root for those guys. Um, and then you got, and then they just it's they have guys that just electrify the cloud crowd. They love RJ Barrett, they adore RJ Barrett in New York. Um, they have Taj Gibson playing like 30 minutes a game under Thibs, which is also just naturally in the year 2021. They love Emmanuel quickly. Um, and then tonight it was so cool. Every time Reggie Bullock hits a three, this, the arena just like, explodes. They threw an alley-oop to Obi Toppin when they are going on that run. and the Ain't no stopping. And Lid near flew off the Madison Square Garden. It was so cool to see. Um, it's so good for basketball. I'm rooting for the Knicks in the East. I, I mean, shout out to the Hawks, though, because they are very talented. They have a lot of good players on that team as well. Trey Young is so good. This has I been the Hawks in seven. I had Knicks in seven. I'm I'm gonna stick with it for now. It'll be interesting to see what transpires in Atlanta. But this playoffs has just been all about these young guys. It's so cool to see. Uh, we'll talk about Ja Morant in a sec. Luca, Trey Young, um, just all these guys. It's Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, he had a great return tonight. The Knicks. Yeah, I did. The Knicks remind me of the grit and grind Grizzlies, but just like the players aren't as good, if that makes any sense. Like there's, yeah. The, yeah. there's not as many talented players, but it's just the mentality seems the same. Yeah, that's the best word to describe them is gritty, um, yeah. along with Memphis. I mean, it's, it's, it's a Tom Thibodeau coach team. I don't know what you guys were expecting. Yeah, G- yeah but- <laughs> Previous ones had like bona fide stars, and Julius Randle's great, but I wouldn't call him the the MVP that he had in Rose in his prime, and uh, whoever he had in Minnesota when Jimmy Butler was boycotting stuff like that. Oh, you know they had Cat, they had uh, Wiggins. Yeah, and if, if if I don't know if we can put Andrew Wiggins in that. Uh, Ricky Rubio. I don't know what you're talking about, Ben. D Rose had 26 tonight. Oh, I know. I mean, like this is still MVP Rose. He just never left. I forgot that I. It's simply not allowed to hate on Derrick Rose. 
He is back. Fuck you. No, I'm. In uh, all seriousness, in all seriousness, I love Derrick Rose. I was. I know. I know yeah. that sounded like I'm a. I. I don't like him, but no. I. I. I had a jersey. It's too small. But uh, I. I. I wish. I, I wish he never got hurt, and I think every best. How could he not love a guy with an Illuminati tattooed on his neck? Yeah. Well, I, I, uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll move on. Move Nuggets, Blazers, um, Donovan is the – I don't know. I think, you, I think you can go ahead and guess what my favorite series is. I don't know if you're a Nuggets guy or a Jokic guy. I still don't know. It's hard to tell. But Mer- – so- I am a Jokic guy through and through, obviously. If you've ever looked at me on a basketball court, I'm a Jokic guy. Um, to go along with the Nuggets being kind of like my uh, – what's what's the uh, what's the terminology for like a second team? Like a, like a getaway second team. Second team? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a getaway team. I'm a Bulls fan through and through, but the Bulls right. haven't done shit in – Right. I don't even remember when the Nate Robinson days. Um, we had a great yeah. playoff series in the Dwayne Wade era. He will forget about her. They fantastic oh, two. Rondo. That's right. That was the, who knows what would have happened had that there not been an injury. That team was exactly destined for greatness. Exactly. So your Nuggets. So wait, when Jokic ends up inevitably on the Dallas Mavericks in a few years. Or within the whoa, next five whoa, years, whoa, whoa, will you be a Dallas? You're going to Dallas? Whoa, whoa! First off, he's not. Second off, if we're playing theoretically, um, potentially because I do like Luca and I do like Cuban, Mavericks specifically. But if you went somewhere like San Antonio, since we're throwing out weird specifics here. Uh, no, I would not root for the Spurs. But Luca and Dirk would have been the greatest duo of all time. And since we can't get that, the second best thing is Luca and Jokic. And Porzingis. Uh, in three years, just, there, there will be a Dallas Mavericks team. Put the Euro team. team together. There will be a Dallas Mavericks team consisting of uh, Luca, Jokic, Nurkic, and uh, Vucevic. That will be the, <laughs> um, the, the 2024 Dallas Mavericks. I love it. And then uh, starting at point guard will be playoff Rondo making his second stint in Dallas. <laughs> and you can get you can throw Composo on that team too. Maybe it'll be a a duel. All right, no, he stays. He has to stay. I love me <laughs> some. Anyway, I was I was watching the game and I was thinking to myself, I can't wait till next year the Nuggets run out just the death lineup of Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Nikola Jokic. Aaron Gordon and Bull Bull. Just just think of that. Where the um, hell is Bull Bull? Why is he not playing? Dude, I I don't know. I it's Michael Malone, not Mike. It's remember, Michael Malone. Remember don't when, call uh, Mike. <laughs> when Bull Bull was great for like those two like games in the bubble that didn't count and then has not yes. been heard of since. The the two games where they ran Jokic a point guard. And uh, has not been heard from since. And then talking about that, that secret death, weapon. He's still twenty-two years old. That exactly. Death, that death lineup. Uh, so Nuggets come out, run that death lineup, make sure storm through the playoffs and win the NBA championship. How would you and guard then, that? They'd had three centers: when, Michael Porter Jr., 
and Jamal Murray that all run the floor. When now, would these centers be able to keep up on defense? Look, it's the NBA. There's no such thing as defense. Just when Aaron Brooklyn, Gordon, your bona fide favorite in the East, they care about fucking defense. No, it's all about scoring. No, I, okay, but the Lakers Suns is two the probably the two best defensive teams in the league, and it is beautiful to watch. I mean, they have their times, but I mean that game uh, last night should not even have been as high scoring as it was. Both teams struggled to get to a hundred. It was just because the refs were touchy, and they gave both teams a lot of free throws. But I mean, I I love a good defensive series. And tonight we'll get into it. We there was a like one forty to one thirty. I hate it. I cannot stand that. Agreed. What I was going to say, Donovan. This- oh no, go ahead. What I was going to say, Donovan, is that when Aaron Gordon wins Finals MVP after the Nuggets storm through, he will once again remind us how uh, how he should have won the dunk contest against Zach Levine, and and how that the reason he shows his numbers for the score and just never. And I'll let it go. Not only that, but was he just flat out owed in that uh, Uncle Drew movie? All of the above. <laughs> no. Murray. Any, anyways, who are your guys to pick to come out of the West? Because well, mine is going to fucking blow your mind. Well, Ben said the winner of Lakers Sons. Yeah. At and this I, point, I don't know who that's going to be yet. It's looking like Dallas is going to beat um, the Clippers. If that's the case, we get Dallas Jazz second round. That's tough. I'd probably go Utah. I'm going to take Lakers over Phoenix the way this series is going. Um, God, Nuggets. I'm going to go Portland because Jamal. no Jamal Murray just sucks. I think Portland's going to win. Lakers – blow past Portland. Uh, and then we get the Lakers Jazz. I'm going to go with LA. LA Nets. Um, yes, LA. Oh. To be determined. Oh, I'm calling. I, oh, I like the Lakers. Oh. To be determined. Lakers Twitter is my personality. Oh. Lakers are so damn good when they're healthy. Uh, I don't know, man. I wish not. They... LeBron has died two out of the three playoffs. I'm not really worried about the health of Anthony Davis because he had like four different scares last postseason. And I'm really hoping we don't have that this uh Look, postseason. I'm calling it game three. LeBron stubs his toe in the third quarter. He's going to pull up Paul Pierce and he's going to come back. He's going to hit some shots. Sports Center's not going to shut up about it for a fucking week. Oh, Jesus. He is clutch as shit, though. This man just time and time again. Look, I don't care. When you pull that goddamn bullshit of the free throw line, look, when Chris Paul, who's half your size, boxes you out and you flop to get a call. He did pull down on his arm. When? Uh, Where? I don't know about that. There's a difference between positioning and pulling. There's he, a difference between grabbing and pulling. He grabbed. He, had he, didn't pull. locked. he didn't have to pull hard. He had the positioning on him. Okay, but you have it locked and don't do anything with Anyways, it. Nothing's for a guy that I will... came into the league, uh, not a good jump shooter. LeBron has turned into one of the greatest 
uh, most clutch shooters of all time at the end of games, which is outstanding. We see it time and time again. Uh, I got the Lakers um, winning the West, and I have the Nets winning the East. I'm not making a decision on that yet. Boy, in L.A., New York finals. Boy, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, like I said, the Blazers over the Nuggets. The Nuggets' best chance was last season. Um, I'm sorry. But that team was really good with Jamal Murray in the bubble. And Jamal Murray is probably not going to be that as good as he was next postseason as he was last postseason. We know the bubble has a little bit of an effect on people. Uh, and then we had Jeremy Grant on that roster too. He's gone. We will get an improved Michael Porter Jr. And we'll see how the Aaron Gordon project continues to go. Um, but the Nuggets are done for this season. It's a shame because it's not only Murray. They don't even have Will Barton. They don't even have uh, – who is it? Is They're running Austin Rivers and Compazzo out there at the guards. It's sad. The guards aren't great. I'm not going to lie. But, but it, when you so have the point fault. god of Jokic – yes, I said point god. Um, fault, look, but anyways, to answer my own question – I did have Philly coming out of the East and then out of the West. I said I was going to shock you, so I'm going to shock you. Out of the West, I have Portland. You're wrong. Why? Because <laughs> Dame is legit. Weird-ass picks, but that's there's no logic behind Dame it. Dame is legit. He's been yeah. You're talking about one of the clutchest scorers of all time in LeBron. Yes. You give Dame – how long has LeBron played? 18 years? You give Dame 18 years in the league, Dame will be by far the greatest clutch shooter of all time. So, so Portland he still just won't got, make a finals. Portland just got ran out of the building in Denver. A depleted Denver roster. They lost by 20. And you're saying not only will they beat Denver, they'll beat one of either the Lakers or the Suns and then beat one of either the Jazz, Clippers, or Mavericks. I did say that. That's absurd. Call me crazy. They're, on paper, they should be competing for um, a Western Conference title. You have Lillard, you have McCollum, you have Powell, you have Mello, you have Nurkic, Covington. They just haven't been able to get together. I don't like Terry Stotts. Blazers fans, you can ask any Blazers fan, they hate Terry Stotts. Uh, and they just... They can't put it together. I don't even – I don't know what it is. Uh, we see it year after year. They did get to the Western Conference Finals against those Warriors, but they had a very easy path to do so in 2019. Last year, uh, they got basically swept by the Lakers, and I think if they end up playing the Lakers or the Suns in the second round, it'll be a five-game series. So why you just got shit on me like that, huh? Do I just need to pull out some more LeBron bullshit on you? What the fuck, man? This team I pick I pick Portland. It. I pick Portland. They're one of the best shooting teams in all of basketball. Clearly, that's all basketball cares about is fucking scoring at this point. That's not true. No, I think it is because your best defensive team is a seven seed that had to play in a tournament, a oh playing tournament. God. 
Okay. And the fact the that there was an outside shot, the best defensive team in basketball, wouldn't have made the playoffs, proves that this league's a fucking joke. Every single champion from the past 10 years, I believe, has been top five in defense. The only exception to that would be the Brooklyn Nets this year if they were to win it. But that's different because they have Katie. Oh, but Kyrie it's different. Oh but, it, oh, but it's different. Yeah, three, literally a super team over there. I mean, you throw out the – look at the Clippers. They are – I think they had the best offensive rating. Why like, you got to bring them into it? Because they had the, like, best off- offensive rating ever. They're shooting 41% from three. They're number one in, like, every shooting statistic, and they're probably going to get first-round exit. I'm just saying, you need def- – you cannot win a playoff series if you can't play defense. Not even a single series. Yeah, and you can't win a playoff series if you're not going to score. Portland can score. Portland does not play defense. No, that's right. You got to score too, but. You you don't need to play defense in this league, man. I'm telling you. In the regular season. You can get away with it. Get away with it in the postseason. If you really think Portland's coming out of the West, you should put money on it because I bet you could get some pretty good odds. (laughs) The league's a joke, so maybe my picks will just be jokes. I don't know. Maybe that's just the way I think. I would I, – if, Fuck if the that, association. If that somehow happens, you could turn $20 into a lot more real quick. We'll, we'll see. All right. Anyway, we, we'll get off of basketball for now. Let's go into this week in sports. Did we, we, got, we got every series, right? We've been we've been on basketball sure. for a while. Yes, I uh, believe so. Sure, sure, oh. sure, sure. We can't talk about yes. basketball in this week in sports. So do you want to touch on the uh, on the golf drama? And yeah, I, I was actually going to go over that, but I guess we'll just talk about it now. There's the golf. drama, and there's the the whole PGA Championship. If well. I had to give my power ranking on uh, sports to watch right now, it's one football. Football will probably be always be one. Two, I will probably go baseball because I'm just a baseball nerd. Baseball, baseball's fun if you know what's going on. Sorry, I, I, I don't know what the fuck. I'm on. You. I'm on the same page, Donovan. Three, boxing slash MMA. That sport is on the rise. All right, I'm telling you. I only care about Jake Paul fights. Oh, all right, okay, that's enough out of you. And then through or four, I would probably go. College basketball, and then five. I'm putting golf right there. Call me fucking crazy. If we're if we're putting in college, I need college football into like the top three. That's fair. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I I'll disagree with you a little bit. I can't just turn on. I mean, I don't know where they're playing this weekend, but there's not a chance I watch it. Not a chance. I watched the I watched like all of the PGA Championship. That shit was electric. Oh, I did too. The PGA Championship for sure. I'm tuning in. I tune in to all the majors for sure, especially one in which Phil Mickelson is out on top. My dad has always been a Phil fan, so I've always rooted for him as well. I love. I'm Phil. a lefty, and us lefties have to stick together. So yes. obviously, I'm a Phil fan. I love me some Kepka. So that final day, I was kind of torn. Love uh, Bryce. Uh, fuck Bryson. Yes, forever. He is the fuck absolute Bryson. worst. But he's good for the sport at the same time. He is. 
And the sport, with all the old guys still succeeding, I mean, you have Tiger won the Masters a couple of years ago. Phil just became the oldest player to win a, uh, like a major, a fucking major. Thank you. Um, and then you just have so many guys in the prime of their career. You have Brooks, Bryson, Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth. I mean, fucking Rory still competing. Ricky Fowler, who somehow still hasn't won a major yet. Yeah. Which blows my mind. He's a hell of a golfer, but it's this sport's in, it's in some good hands. And I think if we ever down the line get a, like a 1v1 match of Brooks versus uh, Bryson, or whether they just settle it out or rough and rowdy, I don't care. I need more Brooks and Bryson content because that that one little moment in the uh brooks interview was so fucking funny he hates his guts yes he despises bryson and uh do you want me to go over the little twitter exchange oh please i know it was hilarious you go ahead so uh you know how they're, uh, they had the match. It's called the match. They had it last year. It was what Brady and Phil against and Tiger and Peyton Manning. Manning. Did they have a part two as well with like Barkley and, or is that a different? Uh, that's a little different. I think that was our like celebrity thing. Yeah. Uh, we have Bill Mickelson and Tom Brady again going against the Shambo and Rogers. Very, I'm glad Rogers is getting into it. That's very interesting. Uh, so Tom Brady, you know, he has his Twitter account now. Uh, he loves his Twitter account. Very active. I, I'm just going to throw this out right there. Brady has an awesome Twitter. I don't care what people say. It, it's, it's funny. I love Brady's Twitter. He does. Uh, and he tweets this little meme. It's the picture of, uh, if you haven't seen it, you got to look at it. He tweets the picture of Brooks just looking disgusted with Bryson walking behind him. Uh, on Brooks, it says, Aaron realizing he has to spend the whole day with Bryson. And in the back says, Bryson, happy to be here. Uh, he also did one. It was like Aaron Rodgers and then the Packers kicking a field goal down seven, whatever. He's poking fun at him. So to so the first one, uh, DeShambo responds with a very cringy, he, he's got a, He's got to fix this, man. He tweeted, uh, Brady, once Aaron and I take you down, take you and Phil down, you will feel just as deflated as those balls in the AFC Championship game. Very cringe. Uh, terrible troll attempt by Bryson. And <laughs> uh, PFT commenter and a bunch of other guys just ripping on him. Brooks goes off to tweet, uh, Sorry, bro, at Aaron Rodgers. DeShambo responds to Brooks saying, it's nice to be living rent-free in your head. <laughs> Brooks responds with a video of Bryson teeing off. And one of the fans says, all right, Brooksy. Bryson responds saying, whoever is calling me Brooksy needs to get out of here. This exchange is awesome. Phil responds saying, I feel like I'm in the middle of something and should step aside. I know Dustin Johnson won the latest Masters. He commented the uh, the popcorn eating thing. Look, if golf 
if the golf world is starting to get in on this, golf is on the up and coming, and I want to get in on the ground floor. That's all I'm saying. It's so good. I love it. These two guys are so good for golf. I mean, and everyone loves Phil. Everyone's always loved Phil. Oh, yeah. And, and Phil, Phil has, has been on Twitter every once in a while as well. Oh, yeah. You're talking about yeah. guys getting in on Twitter. Old guys on Twitter is so funny. Uh, and the whole scene with Phil last week and just the whole crowd, it was such an awesome scene. Um, age 50, the oldest to ever win a major. Um, made history. Awesome stuff. Um, but, yeah, these two, Brooks, Bryce, it's so good for the game of golf. Um, they've gotten me into it a lot, mainly because of those guys. I watch it a lot more often now. Always rooting for Brooks. His interview on Pardon My Take was hilarious. He's such just he's such a dude. Oh, yeah. Also, if we're talking about good Twitter follows, like especially old guys, Eli Manning is also one I'll throw out there. Mm-hmm. He's kind of- He's not as funny as Brady, but there's some good ones. And uh, it's, it's, that's a good one to follow, too. His is he, very he got ironically it funny. His is what? Very, like, ironically funny. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He actually responded to Phil. Uh, Phil said, we have some unfinished business to Tom. And he said, let's get another match and find a pair to beat down. And Eli responded saying, I'm free. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he's always poking fun at Tom. Yeah, I, old guys on Twitter is the best thing. These old athletes that are learning how to use it. Classic. It's classic. All right, Ben, what the hell is happening in baseball? All right, so do we want to talk about – do we want to talk about scores and standings? Or do we want to talk about unwritten rules like swinging 3-0 and using substances as a pitcher? Because you can go just, down either just, route. Just give us storylines. Just give us storylines. Okay. Standings go, don't matter till the all-star break. I'll go very quickly. I'll just I'll do I'll do three straight things. Uh number one, Dodgers recently have started to turn it on. They had a stretch where they kept losing some series, and then they just absolutely took it to the Giants over the weekend. And they just split with the Astros. A, a great series for the fans in Houston. There were so many Dodgers fans there. So the team that everyone expects to run with, they will run away with it. I just wanted to bring them up because they're starting to really turn it on. And they're going to get Cody Bellinger back very soon. So that's one. Uh, and then I'll go to the two storylines real quick. Uh, Yoan Monk or not Yoan Moncada, your mean Mercedes swung 3-0. Um, he basically got in trouble for trying in a sport. Don't understand, but I'm also not 60 years old and hate young baseball players. So I don't really fit in with the crowd that hates your mean Mercedes for that. And then third thing is uh, we'll see because Joe West kind of kind of put the, the whole thing in motion today by, by kicking Giovanni Gallegos out. or not kicking him out, just making him switch hats for having a uh, substance on the brim. And it's, it's been very, very well documented that there are many pitchers that are using substances. It's not really a secret that so many of them do it in, in this era of baseball. And MLB has kind of wanted to handle it, but they wanted to do it behind the scenes. But what Joe West did today, the day after setting the record for most games umped, was in no way behind the scenes. And we'll see if it actually starts to set things in motion or not, whether it's whether they start to crack down more because uh, 
there's been so many pictures of like openly talked about it too, whereas this is, this is something that it clearly happens in the league. And you know, I think, I think, oh, yeah. yeah, I That's think no it was, it was just so blatantly obvious. And I think on Joe, West, Joe West, it was just like, dude, you got to try harder than that. He just ran out of the bullpen with just, it's so, it just shined bright on his hat. And it's like, dude, you're not even trying to hide it or anything. Uh, it might be a situation like that where it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, dude, you got to do better than that. Like, this is just stupid. Well, I don't know if you saw the Cardinals coach, Mike Schiltz, post-game interview. He went in. And don't – and what do you mean? I was going to say, he like, he went in on the MLB and, and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. It was, it was a great interview. Don't get me wrong. I hate Cardinals. I hate anyone who wears those fucking Cardinal Reds. Yep. Um, I hate them all. But what he said today, I actually had a lot of respect for because, I mean, he, he essentially hinted at it. He goes, yeah, we essentially have guys who do cheat, but so does everyone else in the league. And good for baseball to finally acknowledge, like, this is happening. And it's – baseball has its problems, obviously. Um, and I think it mostly has to do with the hitting because essentially almost everyone in baseball is becoming the three true outcomes of home runs, strikeouts, or walks. And it's just not entertaining to watch when nothing is happening. So if you want to fix hitters putting the ball in play more, you got to make pitches a little more hittable, whether it's you do something to mound, either lower it, push it back, whatever it may be. But what Schilt was saying was if you want to fix that problem, you got to figure, you got to look at guys' spin rates because spin rate is making is what making the ball do wiffle ball kind of stuff. And most batters are fine with pitchers using like basic things like pine tar and sunscreen and those mixtures so that they can get a better grip on the ball so hitters don't end up looking like Kevin Pillar, who got fucking Mike Tyson, it looked like. But when they're using substance that help them get better spin rate and help make them do the wiffle ball bullshit, that's where it's having its problems. And do you think, do you agree with handling it out in, like, out in the open like Joe West did today? Or do you – because they've tried to do it where it's like they'll kind of just confiscate it after the game and try and handle that behind closed doors. But obviously that hasn't had any sort of impact yet. So do you agree with kind of putting it in motion to start really cracking down? And if that means throwing – taking a guy's hat out of the game right there in plain sight, then so what? Do you agree with that? I don't – in this instant, I don't. But at the same time, something needs to happen. Because it's it's people have been cheating for years, and it's getting to the point where I seems like every year now more and more guys are going to be end up cheating to the point where it's just who's cheating the best at this point, and that's not necessarily fun to watch. Mm -hmm. So if you want to stop cheating, you've got to stop it. You have to find out a point in time where you're going to say like, all right, enough is enough, 
And at some point, there has to be the cutoff. Now, knowing Rob Manfred, we may never, ever see that, but it needs to happen. For sure. I mean, that's – you. I, I agree with you where we can't take a whole lot of stock in standings and stuff like that until, until we get closer to the All-Star break. I mean – I was talking about how the Cubs were dead and couldn't hit a, a month ago, and now here they are, like a game out of first place. And I'm sure we'll see plenty of other teams trade spots. I mean, like Braves are a couple games under 500, and when we record at the All-Star break, they could be in first place by five games. So that's why I, I know I threw the option out there, but it's probably more important at this rate to talk about stuff like this where it's, it's things that are having a big impact on the game, like the pine tar, uh, I know the the Mercedes thing is kind of old. I don't think we spent a lot of time on it because at this point, there's it's been a week and a half, and every take on it has been out there. Some people hate it, some people like it, and it's the the whole unwritten rules thing are playing such a huge impact on the game this year. I think for really no reason, but uh, you'll you'll always have the people who who think that they're like the most important thing in baseball. So, right, but uh, yeah, I mean. It's so far the season been has been a huge success in terms of like the whole COVID thing. There's been a lot of teams who have reached the 85% threshold, which means like relaxed COVID restrictions. They can go out to eat as a team on road trips, something you couldn't do last year. And uh, potentially uh, the uh, teams like TV broadcast would be able to start traveling to do road games in the stadium if they're vaccinated. I know there's a bunch of teams that have reached the threshold, there's some teams I know the Cubs just because Jed Hoyer was causing a fit about it on Twitter in an interview the other day about the players not getting to the 85% threshold. So some teams have been more vocal about it than others, but that's been a big thing with the whole COVID thing. And, and so many teams too, I want to talk about this. There's so many teams are, are moving to hundred percent either already have those teams are doing it end of May, beginning of June, both Chicago teams are up to 60%. So it's, it's really great because we've seen the impact it's had in basketball and like New York, and as we get closer to the end of the season, when it's really going to matter and the pennant chase in September and then playoffs in October, that's when it's, it's, it's going to be great because it sucked in, in huge games last year when it was more cardboard than real people. Yep. I think we'd all agree. That's, that's my main, my main thing for baseball at this point. I don't know if you guys had anything else to add, any teams that year. I know I mentioned the Dodgers, but, uh, also, it was uh, the Rays are extremely hot too. They had won, I believe, nine in a row until their loss yesterday ended it. But the Rays, who just continue to trade away people, they just traded Willie Adamas. I think he's an underrated shortstop. I know he struggled at the drop, but uh, they just are that organization has run so well. And with the resources they have, they can just always compete. And Kevin Cash, also a great manager. They flip players like it's a video game. Oh, yeah. It and then blows my mind. Good. And one of these days, it's going to catch up, and you're going to look at this team. It's like, oh, yeah, they have on their 26-man roster, they have 20 guys that can be all-stars. Yeah. How the fuck did they let this happen? I don't – like, and that's the thing. Looking down the road, since sports is such a copycat thing, I don't necessarily know if this is going to be a great thing. If you see teams kind of copy this Rage Meadow, where it was like, all right, we had some success with these guys, but as soon as these guys get value, we'll trade them for guys who could potentially have more value. I'm surprised more people have not tried their opener strategy. Is because yeah. that was 
it's not always going to work, but it's something that they have adopted and they've really bought into. And it's, it's not been used a whole lot anywhere else around the league. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting for sure. I, the, but the Rays, Rays are super interesting. Dodgers are super interesting. Uh, I real quick also talk about the Angels, who should be good, but their pitching was very predictable. Always holds them back, and Mike Trout's not hurt. So, yeah. Also, Shohei, Vladdy. Yes, Vladdy is is been insane this year. Vladdy wagon. Yeah. And right. then, so if that wraps up baseball. Just real quick on football, Tebow is officially a Jaguar, he's officially a tight end, and he's officially wearing number 85. And he has the um, like, highest-selling jersey in football. No, he's officially yeah. selling a shitload of jerseys for a guy that yeah. probably won't even make the roster. Exactly. Oh, I don't know. They don't have too many tight ends, and it is Urban Meyer. Who I'm guessing I don't even know their roster, but they're probably throwing out what Tyler Eifert and like James O'Shaughnessy. I, I think O'Shaughnessy's their number one. I don't think they have Eifert anymore. Oh man, the the other yeah, Tebow spot. Exactly. Um, and then the other one was uh, like I haven't even seen Julio's reaction, but the Shannon Sharp pretty much I got you. That was so scripted. I'm sorry, that was so scripted. You think? I think. The dude was wearing a Cowboys jersey for two days, and then what better way to just come on and just dunk on a on a skip? Either just, way, that's hilarious. that's you can't just call someone and not tell them you're on live TV. That breaks like every moral that comes to like live TV. I know Shannon Sharp probably doesn't care about rules and morals, but like I I totally yeah, think that watch was undisputed. This man does not care. He, he doesn't like But that's the type of thing, like, you can get fired for. Yeah, but they're not going to fire Shannon. They're not, because some other network will pick him up because he's that big of a personality. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and they're getting – That's all that matters now is if you have a personality. I still think it was scripted. Oh, yeah. You think Stephen A., I mean, do you think he – do you think he's an expert on any sport? No. He's no Stephen A. said Shohei Otani is not elite because he's batting 270. Uh, yeah, see, he he doesn't watch baseball, but he can speak on it because he's entertaining. You think Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless are the most qualified people to talk about bat- God, no. Hell no. But, I mean, they're, they're literally just there to argue LeBron versus not LeBron every day. I will watch ESPN Brady versus Fox Sports. I'll watch any of those networks when we finally just get the amazing round table of Passons, Woj, and Scheffner. That's when I'll watch. And they could just talk about sports and maybe throw Shams on there too. Rappaport. For all I care. Rappaport. And then for and then, giggles, Bob Nightingale. <laughs> and then just have like someone <laughs> someone completely random just like moderate it and ask Bob Nightingale. I mean, I mean, sure. As long as uh, uh, Molly Karam from First Take. <laughs> she's Joy really Taylor good. can moderate. Yeah, she's good. Yeah, no, she. I like. I know so. I I know so many people hate the herd, but uh, her and Colin, I think, are at least they may make some stupid takes, but I at least think they like 
it's so much better than so many of the other like moderators that these shows have. I agree. All right. Anyways, we need to wrap up this fucking episode. What about um, a Terry quick shout out? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the NFL McAfee show. Yep. Big, big shout out. Score. We'll uh, we'll miss Vinny. He had a classic uh, Sports Center commercial. That's for sure. Yeah. And it, it was certainly time for him to go. He's struggled. He's had his struggles. Yep. Just like Marv Albert. Shout out Marv Albert. Yes, that's right. He's retiring. That's another one. A living legend. And he's another case where it's definitely time. You listen to his broadcast, even from like two years ago, they're just miles better than now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good for, good for those guys. For All right. Sure. But I think that's going to wrap up this episode of the Tub Talk Sports Podcast. This this has to be our longest episode to date. Uh, Has to be. Probably. Um, Thank you all for listening. If you even made it this fucking far. If you did, you you fucking need a cold one. And I salute you. True fan through and through. But all right. Thank you all for listening. Give us a five-star rating. Leave us a nice comment. And we will see you guys in the next episode. We'll